Welcome to Jacked and Happy. I'm Elliot Schwartz, whiskey lover, bacon eater, real estate investor, and a big kid at heart. I'm bringing you epic conversations with everyday people doing legendary things who are just as successful as they are happy. Let's freaking go. Welcome to the Jacked and Happy Podcast. Today I get to talk to one of my great friends, Jock Moser. He's a doctor, a natural doctor. He helps people with natural remedies. He specializes in mold and fertility. He's a genius. So uh, really great conversations, some alarming conversations about mold, but um, just a really good conversation here. And I hope you all enjoy the episode. Stay jacked, stay happy, and have a great day. So I'm on with Legendary. The doc himself, Jack <laughs> Moser. Um, he's he's one of my one of my really good friends. We we Instagram and text probably more than we actually see each other, which is sad because yeah. we live in the same state. But that's what happens when you run busy lives. And um, whenever we see each other, it's like we just literally saw each other yesterday. So yeah, exactly. We have that kind of relationship. But he's one of my he's just a great friend to have. He's always so supportive. Husband, entrepreneur. Looks like he's on the set of 300, absolutely <laughs> jacked, has, you know, does podcasts. I mean, he's, he's um, always on the go. So just a great guest to have. And he's everything health. I mean, the guy's a genius when it comes to health, mold, um, anything that has to do with your body, uh, adrenals, hormones, like the guy knows so much. So he's a, it's going to be a fun conversation and I'm not that smart. So I'm going to have to dumb it down for you, but welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's always good when we see each other and it is, it's like, it's when, when we meet, it's like, we're just catching right back up again. Like we just took a breather and it's awesome, but yeah, man, happy to be on this with you. Happy to help support you as well. And uh, I think we're probably going to be seeing each other on Saturday, maybe tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I'm showing up. I have chairs and, and are you going to go shooting afterwards? I don't know if I can make that. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to. <laughs> you got the trigger finger dude. yeah as long as somebody lets me borrow a shotgun this out pump action i think i can do it so, <laughs> so if, if you can't see his finger if you're listening to it his finger just show that show the people again looks like a little his baby finger, dinosaur is is like the best a i can see 90 degree that's a, a 90 degree angle at the very top yeah, it's, yeah. currently that's this, this is not normal for me just so people know so if you see me <laughs> wave and my fingers look weird something's going on right now that's awesome well, we're going to start with some lighthearted questions. Do it. Um, since the show is called Jack and Happy, and it's not like Jack, like, er, it's like Jack, what gets you excited? Mm -hmm. But what are you, what are you jacked about right now? What are you excited about in life? What, um, what gets you pumped up? Yeah, man. I mean, I think um, you, you nailed it where, you know, being an entrepreneur, owning my own business, having my family, you know, some of the things that I've, I've been striving to do over the past couple of years is to be able to set myself up on a schedule that I can still be busy, but also be able to spend my time wisely with my family. So I work mm -hmm. currently just 16 hours a week, which is pretty awesome for four hour days. And then I'm in the process of creating these programs for others where I can basically read your test for you, set you up for a protocol. And then I'm basically hands off from there. So that way I'm able to serve more people while still being able to conserve my time to be able to spend it with my family. So that's what I'm super jacked and happy about right now. Seeing that through is going to be really exciting for me. I love that dude. And actually that's, um, 
it's kind of why I created this podcast because I was sitting on the sidelines from entrepreneurship for so long because all I knew about entrepreneurship was, you know, you have to spend, you know, 20 hour days, <laughs> burn yourself out and there's no life balance. And do I really enjoy life and I enjoy the people I'm with and I was unwilling to give that up. Yeah. And so to hear stories and, and to hear stories like you, where you have an amazing family or amazing father, you're working 16 hours a week, you're impacting lots of people, you know, you're, you're, you're more than just surviving, you're thriving. Yeah. And like that, those are the being surrounded with that type of people actually had me jump into it and really chase down my dreams. So um, thank you for being that example, man. Yeah. And um, I want to dive more into how you do that Still. and how you structured it, but yeah. One one more yeah, question. Yeah. One more question. What is your definition of happiness? Because I feel like it's different things for different people. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, coming back to the family piece, I think it's it's great to be happy in business, but it's it's more amazing, in my opinion, to be happy. And then that happiness with family leads to a lot more fulfillment. So I like to stack mm -hmm. happiness with fulfillment where you know, I'm, I'm with my family. I'm not on electronics, phones or anything like that. I'm kind of like off the grid with my family and I'm being able to spend undivided attention with them. That's true happiness for me. I love that, man. And I feel like you're so intentional with happiness and I'm sure you're showing up happy to your clients and showing up because you, you do have that great foundation of home life and everything. So um, how do you, how do you, how did you intentionally set up like you said, your 16 hour days or 16 hour weeks, weeks were your goal. Like, how did you, yeah, how'd you, how'd you get to that number? And what, like, was that a, like a trial and error? Or was that like, I want to work 16 hours a week. Let me like, see how I can schedule this. Like, how did you, how'd you do that? Yeah. So I learned from screwing up and, um, you know, when, when I was pushed into, cause I did, I, I kind of got pushed into entrepreneurship where I was supposed to just work for somebody else. And that kind of weird stuff happened. I was like, maybe I'll just do this on my own. When I was working, I was working, like, I felt like I was working a thousand hours a week. And then we had our son. And as soon the day we had our son, I went right back to work the next day and was working and working and working while my wife wow. was struggling at home to raise the kid. And then I would come home and it was kind of like chaos. I'm like, man, like this, this level, this quality of life is currently dysfunctional. And then there was like anger and regret that I had as well as Megan was kind of holding towards me too, where she was like, I wish you would have been there. And I'm like, well, I wanted to be, but I needed to be able to provide for the family. And so I thought extending my hours was going to do that. So fast forward like two years, working on my schedule and I reduced my hours just initially I was working till six o'clock it was like nine to six um, and then I reduced my hours to five o'clock so that I could help out with like dinner time bedtime you know bath time all the typical stuff you do with with kids it was working pretty well for a while and then she got pregnant with our daughter with Sage so I'm like all right well how am I going to juggle this because I want to be able to be more present for my daughter as well as my son to be able to kind of help divvy up tasks and then we were like well i don't want to work fridays anymore so that way i can have a three-day work week and I'm like okay that's easy enough like i'll push people into that four-day schedule and we'll be good and then i was like huh well that was pretty easy what if i only work 16 hours a week and Megan was the one, I believe, who gave me the idea. I'm like, I don't know if that's possible. You have like that inner insecurity where it's like, I, you know, people aren't going to be able to meet with me. Like it's during the workday. Like, I don't know how to do this. And so I did it. 
And I was like, the worst thing that can happen is I just extend my hours again. Like, mm. you know, give a little bit of a period, grace period of month or so and see what happens. And it worked flawlessly. So I was able to be there when Sage was born, I took time off to, to hang out with them and, you know, welcome her to the world. And then my 16 hour work week just fit, kind of fell into place. And it's just been something I've been doing ever since, because why not? I mean, I could make a lot more money if I, if I worked more hours, but I would be sacrificing that time with my family. So just be hyper successful on the times that you do have to work. So you could be hyper successful with your family when you're not working. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's phenomenal. And honestly, like the programming behind, you know, that initial talk, right. It's mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is how I have to do it because this is how everyone does mm -hmm. it. Right. So you had to literally look at yourself and look and, and sit down and say like, but why, but why, why is it like that? And, and take the leap mm -hmm. to actually say, I'm going to do something different and I'm just going to see if it works. Like you said, the worst thing is I just go back to normal hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's like how it gets me thinking, like how close are we to actually like all these different levels of happiness and um, structuring our day and what our lives can actually look like that we are programmed like to think differently around, you know what, is, does that make sense? So like, what is like, yeah, go ahead a little bit more into that. Yeah. Just like, you know, could I, could I work 16 hours a week? Could I work in from Hawaii? Could I travel more? Could I do, yeah, could I do all these different things and still be successful, but because of how society is or how I'm programmed to think, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to take that risk and do it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of what, um, uh, and I, I, I'm sure some entrepreneurs are different, but most entrepreneurs that I know or I've met in the past, they do a lot of random busy work, but they're not really doing work. So they're extending their hours and, and filling this void of kind of like an inner insecurity that they have to prove themselves and brag about how much they work or how hard they work. Mm. And, you know, it's sustainable for a while, but eventually you're going to hit that burnout. You're going to look back on your life and be like, I made, you know, people could be like, I made millions of dollars or billions of dollars, but like now my health is sacrificed. You know, I lost my family. Uh, my kids don't speak to me anymore. I don't even know who my kids are because I'm constantly working. And there is that, that work, work, work obsession that I unfortunately see with a lot of my clients, like their husbands and stuff, they'll be like serial entrepreneurs. And what happens is, when they start failing in marriage, they start succeeding in business because they're tending to one versus the other. And to me, I'd rather be much more successful with family than I am in business. And so it allows me to be filled up while I'm at home and then I show up better with my patients, with my staff, with everybody when I'm balanced between the two. So I don't know. I like to push it back to family and back to basics because you want to enjoy life. You don't want to work life. You want to enjoy it. Yeah. And, and you threw health in there too. And I think like mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. plus like I like to add in business, right? Yeah. Mind, body, spirit, True. business, because it's like we ignore that, but it's like, that's a huge part of our worlds. Right. And because it's our passions and it's your passion. Right. And, right. and, and you spend a problem, you spend 16 hours a week, probably more, you know, behind the scenes, podcasting and different things like that, mm -hmm. you know, building your brand. So it's a major part of your life. Um, and if any one of those things get out of balance, 
you know, it, 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 it's not like they're individual buckets either. They, they all roll together, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're spending all your time and you're really successful in work, health relationships, you know, it it all tends to fail. And I I truly believe that you're not going to actually reach your peak level in business if you're unbalanced in the other ones. I mean, maybe you're successful on your, like wildly successful, but if you were balanced and had a more sustainable approach to everything, you would have been 10 times that you just don't know. And I think this all tied together and the success of each one um, is like how you phrase this. Like you'd rather like keep the basics, what makes you happy and, and, and keep your schedule true to you. And I think that, um, I think you do a great job in it, man. I mean, I, from the, from the outside, yeah. you, you have a fantastic marriage. Your kids look so happy and they're always like on your Instagram <laughs> running around naked and always, yeah. you know, like they're just, <laughs> they're eating good. It's like you, you're just such an intentional dad. And um, let's, I, I kind of want to dive into that. Mm. I mean, you've learned so much just with your journey and how do you, how are you like, how are you showing up as a dad and what do you, what do you want to instill in your, in your kids? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the toughest things is, you know, anybody who's a parent is always going to be their worst critic. So, you know, it's it's nice to be able to see people from the outside and see all the hard work and things that I that I put in there. And I actually had a really proud dad moment um, last night. We did. Um, Ooh, yeah. Go, go figure. Perfect timing. Right. But we <laughs> yeah. did um, at Hoyt school. They did what was called dads and dogs. So like hot dogs. And so <laughs> cool, right? So we got to go there and Hoyt was showing me all of his work and stuff that he does that he doesn't tell me that he does when he comes home from school. He's like, I didn't do anything. But he's like counting <laughs> and doing all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you're like a little Einstein. Like, this is awesome. But but when it came to like something I'm very passionate about is is diet nutrition. And so Hoyt doesn't do gluten. He doesn't do dairy. Um, you know, that's he doesn't respond well to it. It's not exactly the healthiest thing in the world. And we were in line for getting a hot dog and they wrapped them in like little croissants, like pigs in a blanket, which obviously, you know, growing up, I had those. They're freaking delicious. So like, oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. So the temptation was there and Hoyt's only four years old. So we're walking through the line to get it. And he goes and he's, he's trying to find, I didn't have to say anything at all. He's grabbing the hot dogs. It didn't have any breading and things on them. And he went to go get um, some water afterwards. And he turns to me and goes, dad, there's a couple, couple pieces of bread on this one. I need a different hot dog. I'm like, dude, awesome. So tossed it back. The one teacher brought another hot dog over. We just put it in this little tray there and we moved on. I'm like, he's four years old and I don't have to helicopter parent what he's eating. So to me, being successful and, and instilling things into my son is, is going to be healthy eating. Okay. I want for him, I want him to learn how to be, um, want him to be strong, learn a little level of like violence and that like, I want him to be able to protect himself. Right. So I'm trying to teach these things, reading, being successful and basically troubleshooting kind of like he's his own little mini entrepreneur. I want him to learn how to fail and move through that. And that's probably the hardest part. Again, he's four, but like pushing him through that failure. If you can't transform or transform, he gets, he gets pissed. I'm like, dude, I get it. I can't even transform that freaking thing. Like it's so, it's like sixty steps to do it. Like chill out. We're good. So yeah, yeah man. That's that's what I like to do with the kids to try to make them as successful as possible. I love that, and I feel like I feel like so many people, you know, with their kids, they it's like when they're not around, you know, they're they're like forcing their kids to make good decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they're not around it's like the temptation of going the other way where 
I don't know how you did it, but it sounds like like your your kids truly bought into making good decisions, mm-hmm. probably because he respects you and you and your relationship with him, and he's he's trying to emulate what you do, right? Yeah. So it's one thing if you're telling them to do one thing, and you're sitting down eating nachos, <laughs> and you, yeah. know, you got Cheetos on your yeah. stomach watching TV, <laughs> watching the game, right? Yeah. So he probably sees you living mm-hmm. your life and is excited to follow that, and I think that's um that's so cool, man. And we all want to be yeah, our I'm kids' like, role models, right? You know, and, yeah. and and that's the hardest part. And there's been a lot of debate on, you know, fathers in the home and what type of example are you going to, you know, set for your kid? You know, do you, do you want to learn? Do you want to have your kid be like you? And if so, you have to be the best version of yourself. So taking care of yourself, going to the gym, like Hoyt, we have a gym in our garage and Hoyt will go out there and ask if we can work out or we'll go over to Lifetime. Now I, I left mountainsides because you freaking moved over to Scottsdale but, <laughs> but like we'll, hey we might be joining lifetime here soon too so awesome but um but yeah so like we'll go to the gym and like Hoyt will go do like gymnastics he'll go do different classes and stuff but like I'm I'm waiting for that one point where he's old enough to actually step foot in the gym it's just another one of those principles that you know I learned when I was a, a young kid I want to learn and have him learn how to fully optimize his body and be the healthiest version so that way he can also help me set the example for sage by teaching her like this is how we do things this is how mommy and daddy operate this is how we become healthy so she's just following right in his footsteps which to me like megan and i did a great job it was hard but we did a great job instilling that those principles in hoyt so we can pass it down to sage too i love that man and yeah he's He's just a little mini version of you. And I, I see Megan him too, you know, but like, yeah. it's funny. Just like I hear, I see you like bringing out these huge things of meat that you're growing up and, <laughs> and smoking up. And I know Hoyt is just grubbing oh, down yeah. on that. So chomping it like... to bit. Yeah. He yells at me to smoke ribs all the time, dude. Like I can't even get dude, them off the cutting board. Good. Yeah. Your ribs look freaking I've been good. getting better. <laughs> yeah. And um, I guess that leads me to my next question and, <laughs> you see so many people and you help so many people out with, with their health. And what are like the, the most common things that you see with, with people right. and, and the traps they fall into or what they think is healthy that actually not. And what you have to like, kind of like educate around. Yeah. So, I mean, we live in a day and age where social media is huge. So there's a lot of influencers that will push certain products or push certain things, quick fixes. Um, and then, you know, patients will be on those for a while and then they'll realize that a lot of them don't work then they'll come to me and I have to kind of reset their values on like hey if you want to be healthy we can't do the the one size fits all over here we have to go based off of what you truly need work on your diet lifestyle do some proper testing and see where we need to go from there so a lot of it is dispelling the myths of like the 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 patch repair okay I call it like holistic allopathy where it's like hey you have a symptom take this um also with medications. I mean, you know my stance on that with medications. There's a time and a place for everything. If it's going to save your life in that instant, awesome. Take it. But it's not going to bring you health. So sometimes it's just kind of driving that wedge just with education where it's like, listen, if you're going to take that, this, these are the things, the nutrients, the vitamins that your body is going to be robbed from. It's not going to be as successful with functioning. If you're coming to me for health, I need you to be aware that what you're doing is taking that away from you and it makes my job harder. So I can't tell people to get on or off stuff, but as we start getting results, then patients will have to go to their docs like, hey, I need to drop my dose or I need to get off of whatever this is because now I'm healthier. And then they roll that into the rest of their life. 
that's so cool and and i love your approach of like um blood work and like actually seeing like how their body's yeah. performing because a lot of people are just like oh you need this this and this and it's like how do you know like yeah. are they vitamin d deficient like how are their adrenals working like all the stuff that like it's just guesswork right mm -hmm. without that and i think i'm actually surprised how blood work is not like a, a common practice for health you know it's like you have to go to a specialist like yourself yeah. to like who knows what they're doing yeah. to actually get blood work and to see how your body's performing and i would love to see like blood work being part of like um the our healthcare, mm -hmm. right? Quote unquote healthcare yeah. growing up is like, oh, you're 15 years old and you have zero vitamin D in your body. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, share your thoughts on that. Like, why why is that that we don't have that integrated already? I mean, I not sit, to put a tinfoil cap on sit but... back and enjoy. <laughs> mm. Yes, this is no, I, this is juicy. Honestly, um, it's one of like my side missions um, is that I want to create little little minions of mine to be able to completely revolutionize the healthcare system. And so when it comes to blood work and things, doctors are only going to test what they can medicate because insurance pays for that. Okay. And, and in a way to protect them, like you can't get mad that you went to a medical doctor and they gave you drugs or surgery. It's the only two tools that they have. They're not going to teach you on health. There may be one or two that says like, hey, eat a healthy diet, but they don't spend any time on that. When it comes to like the kids, a lot of my mission is like, I'll take care of, if somebody's under an active care plan and they've got a kid that's under the age of puberty, I'll take care of them for free. I won't even charge them for consults because I want to basically allow that parent to then raise a healthier generation. And the more I can splash this ripple, then we have these healthy kids that start becoming beacons of light for other people to be like, that kid's super healthy. What is he doing? What are their parents doing over there? Because I'm sick of my tired, I'm sick of my kid being tired, exhausted, sick all the time. So what do I do? Something I think that would be great for all parents, my kids aren't of that age yet, but especially like Coming out of the womb, my favorite tests to run, like if there's any issues, would be a stool test right out of the gates. What's the, what's the microbiome look like? Was it a cesarean birth? Was it vaginal birth? There's going to be a difference in the microbiome. And then did the kid get hit multiple times with antibiotics growing up? Because that's going to damage the microbiome. Then when they hit the age of puberty, get the hormones tested, not blood hormones. Okay, you could do some of them there, but you want to get a whole broad spectrum picture of what their hormones look like. Genetic testing is also kind of nice too. So if you had MTHFR, which I have, I didn't know about this until maybe like 10 years ago. So 10 years, I've been 26 years old I, or yeah, 26. So 26 years worth of not knowing that my body doesn't methylate properly. Like the fuck, like wow. I, w <laughs> I wish yeah. I would have known that. So just exactly. these small things, I could have been taking just this tiny little pill to help with my methylation pathways for my entire life. So if we can overhaul the healthcare system and teach parents like, hey, test properly, give them whole foods, give them natural supplements, which is all where all medications came from anyways, was from herbs. So nourish them that way. And then we're going to have one of the health, in my opinion, we're set to have like one of the healthiest generations coming up if parents do what they're supposed to do, in my opinion. Preach, man. Yeah. No, I mean, the system's broken. I mean, we're it's obvious. More yeah. <laughs> 
healthcare than we ever have, right? Yeah. And not even close. And we're the unhealthiest as society mm -hmm. as we've ever been. And they're actually predicting kids not live past their parents. Mm -hmm. So something's got to give or just, you know, people can put their heads in the sound and think that sand and they think mm -hmm. everything's fi fine, yeah. right? But um, that's certainly not what I think parents want for their kids. No. So um, yeah, man, I just think it's so interesting how how we take such a reactive approach to health and and how it, it just costs so much on the it costs on the system it costs financially yeah. it costs your body by trying to get a quick fix or just what the doctors are telling you to do right and not exploring any long-term solutions for health and i think we're breaking the system so i love i love your mission man it's it's so much bigger than yourself right like yeah. you're trying to overhaul everything through education and mm -hmm. and i love that it, it really will has to be with the kids, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, the next generation of yeah. health has to come from the kids. Yep. Absolutely, man. It's hard. I mean, that's why it's one of my little sneaky missions, but yeah. you know, the, the more, I mean, honestly, the more I speak up about it, the more people are like, Oh, Hey, like I'm trying to do this. Can you give me tips? Like people reach out on Instagram or something and I'll, I'll give them some free advice on it. Like, Hey, this is what I do, or I'll do it on my mm -hmm. podcast. And I'll say, these are um, like I had a, a patient the other day, she wants me to do just like healthy cleaner swaps. She just wants to make sure she's using clean, like healthy cleaners. So I'm like, cool. I could do a podcast on that or a PDF, give you free information. So that way your kids aren't becoming toxic because of these new cleaners and things that they're coming out with, they're being raised in a non-toxic environment. Dude, <laughs> I feel like, I, I just feel like it's just a lack of education and, and people want what's best mm -hmm. for their kids. I just feel yeah. like, you know, it's just not it's not mainstream. So a lot of people aren't exposed to to this way of thinking. And um, yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I guess for everyone, if you're sitting out there and you're wondering how to take your health to the next level, I'm going to link Jock's <laughs> yeah. information in and hit him up and get your blood work. I mean, you don't have to, you know, you can get your blood work done with him and you take a look and make sure nothing's, you know, seriously wrong and he can and tweak a program for you. So a hundred percent, uh, and kids free? Are you kidding? I didn't know you did that. That's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If any, yeah, if a parent's under care, um, then yeah, I'll take care of a kid or, or two um, for free. I mean, they'll pay for supplements and stuff, but like, I won't charge for consults. I'll just, you know, because they're going to do a lot of the stuff that the parents are doing. Testing is going to be pretty easy for them. Protocols are pretty simple. Um, so yeah, and and thinking too about like what you're talking about with the, the reactionary thing, right? A lot of people make decisions based off emotions. Right. So mm -hmm. if you're going to buy something, we talked about this the other day, you're going to buy if you're if I'm emotionally connected to you and that I like you, and I think you're a great person. I'm more inclined to buy and purchase from you. Right. And right. when it comes to health, I'm more inclined to make a decision on my health when things become too emotional, um, whether that's, you know, my best friend died of cancer. And now I'm like, oh, shoot, he was the same age as me. I don't want to die or you know, um, all of a sudden something happens with your health and then you can't play with your kids and your kids are like your most important thing that you, you got to do every day and like, crap, what do I do? How do I get my health back? So it's a lot easier to be stuck in that reactionary model versus if I'm like, Hey, Elliot, you look great. You're functioning really well. It looks like you're functioning really well. Let's run some tests. And then I'm over here like, Hey, your body's falling apart. And you're like, what the, what? You know, and right. I'd rather know those blind spots so that way you can have predictability of health into the future. And then you're not scared by the next whatever <laughs> that they tell us to be scared about. <laughs> yeah, because there, there's going to be more, right? Yeah, my opinion. <laughs> reading, reading between the yeah. lines there. No research on it, right? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and one, one thing... Um, one thing I also learned following you is how much mold is mm. actually prevalent in our society. And I had no 
no exposure to like that's a real thing yeah, where dude. people are getting really sick from mold and even in a dry climate like arizona you would just figure oh it dries it out everything's fine right yeah. and so we were talking offline before and you walked into a mall and, and you <laughs> you have you've been attuned to like you're yeah. very sensitive to it so you could smell the mold in one of a, a major mall here mm -hmm. and you're like holy crap this whole mall is mold yeah so tell me a little bit about like mold and what it i mean oh man what how 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 prevalent <laughs> really is mold? It's too prevalent. Uh, for simple short answers, too prevalent. There's um, I think the statistic right now is I think there's for living in buildings, I believe it's up to fifty percent of buildings nowadays are water damaged, and that's the ones in my those are like the ones reported, right? You could have right. a, a a pipe. I could have a pipe right here on my bathroom wall that's burst, and I don't know it, therefore I don't report it. So what is reported? Fifty percent is water damaged. And I think there's another statistic that out of that 50%, 70% of the 50 are at a level where there's more toxic mold that's taking over their home. And mold, a lot of people just associate it with like, oh, I've got a little bit of mold on my in my shower or um, by my exhaust fan, I have a little bit of mold here. But mold is what I call the number one home wrecker where usually it's hiding somewhere. It can look like dust. And one of the spouse's health will just completely plummet. And then they'll go everywhere to every single specialist you could possibly find. They'll run tons and tons and tons and tons of blood work, and they won't get any answers. And then they'll start pecking at each other where it's usually the women are impacted. There's like genetic things with it too. But then the, the relationship starts to become, you know, frayed. They're yelling at each other. So-and-so knows that there's something more going on. Husband's like, the doctor says you just need this antipsychotic or this antidepressant and just deal with mm. it. Like, stop being crazy. This is what the doctor said, because, right, we're trained to trust our doctor. And so just take this and just shut up and the problem will be solved. Mold can cause anything from just being subclinical where it'll just ride under the radar, cause no symptoms at all, or it can cause cancer. So like the, there's a huge array of this. And I work with a lot of patients with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Infertility is so freaking huge. Infertility and miscarriages. Oh my gosh, dude. Like the amount that people deal with with that, uh, our schools are super moldy as well because there's like no maintenance to them. Churches are huge with, again, not having any type of uh, maintenance system at all going on. But like it, it can cause every single disease state under the sun. And so if you're like, well, I've been to every doctor I could possibly think of, and no one's been able to find the root cause of my problem, think mold. Wow. Yeah. That's alarming. <laughs> Terrifying yeah. all at once. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it doesn't matter. This is the other thing too, man, is it doesn't matter to how old your house is, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, if it's an older home, then it's, it's, it's going to be moldy, right? And I have a brand new home. It's not. Well, they're... You know, you figure Arizona is a rare breed. It's only rains just a tiny bit. But if you're building a home, right, and you've just got the structure up, then the wood gets yeah. wet, and then you you slap the next layer on there. Then you trap the moisture in there so tight in between vapor barriers, and then it's going to condensate. It will eat the wood, and you'll have mold rotting out your walls. I had a wow. I had a patient in Ohio that had a brand new built home. It's a beautiful home. They had the um, I don't know, trying to do it with my finger that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the rock the rock was like Captain Hook. yeah it was Captain Hook. it was slightly away from from the exterior of the home so every time it rained in ohio the water just sat behind the the rock structure 
And so the whole time, like you've got mold, you've got mold. She had no period. Like she lost her period. She had rashes going up her arms. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. I'm like it's mold, it's mold. Gotten into a battle with her husband. I'm like, trust me, it's mold. Sure enough, they ripped it off. They had black mold all around the bottom, like around the window, around the door jams. It was pushing into the home. Their bedroom was one level up. So it traveled upward and went into their bedroom wall. I'm like, I told you, like, I hate to tell you, but I told you because yeah, I'm telling you, man, it stuff's nasty. Can you treat it and still live there? Like are there ways yeah. to do that or do they have to like, okay. Yeah. So it just ends. I mean, it's just like, um, it's just like testing, right? So if I test your home, you find out you got mold. Great. You got mold. I tested a symptom of dysfunction in your home. My job is done from there. I get you in contact or you find somebody to come out and say, okay, um, your house is built on a hillside. So every time it rains, the water comes down. There's not enough drainage here. So we need to French drain it. And then you can replace the exterior of the home, button it up, clean it up, and then you're good to go. Um, okay, some cases are definitely worse than others where it's like you might just want to burn it down and start over or just knock it down and start over. But yeah, I imagine if it's in like this, the foundation or the, the framing, right? Like that's, that's got to be near impossible, dude. It's hard, man. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Well, that's terrifying, (laughs) but it's good to know. I mean, at least it's like, if you're feeling off and you can't find any answers, you know, at least it gives you another direction to to like, Oh, I remember Jock was on. That could be a a mold issue. So at least it can give you some, a light of hope that there's a a way to find a solution. Right. Yeah, man. It's not fun, but it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Man, it's crazy that time's already up. <laughs> I'm running, that that goes by so quick. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for hours, dude. But um, man, thank you for hopping on, dude. I really appreciate it yeah. and uh, just adding value and sharing like how you create balance in your life and your family. And it's just cool to to hear that side of you. I mean, I know we talk a little bit offline about that yeah. stuff, but it's cool. I think for other people too, like watching your Instagram and and, and following your journey to see this like three hundred character you know <laughs> jacked abs jawline you know yeah. the perfect model but like you know you i think what what makes you successful is your huge heart and you and you lead with your heart and you yeah. care so much for people and your patients and your friends and your family and you know i want to be surrounded by people like that and i want to emulate people like that so you've been an awesome awesome influence in my life man hopefully um everyone out there i know is going to get so much value from this and and um I just really appreciate you having on having you on man yeah man i appreciate being on it's always a pleasure to talk with you man last question are there aliens of course have have you met one i woke up one day and my butt soul hurt so i think so <laughs> <laughs> no i i haven't not that i'm aware of but yeah man i strongly feel that yeah strongly feel that way me as well yeah okay all right well there are aliens you heard it here Probably. You you heard it here first.